This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, back to the fracas here. Ohio State 24, Wisconsin 10, in Camp Randall. And here is my Ryan Day theory. And I don't know that Ryan Day will We're wasting no this. time. We're coming We're right, out, right out of the gate with it. Because I try, it took all of my, honestly, all of my effort to not put it in the first segment because we, we wanted to focus on all the good things. <laughs> um and, and listen, this is where we start talking about uh, the, the Honda McCord, Kyle McCord's performance today, which I think we can say, as a starter, is the worst performance he had. Yeah. And I mentioned the two interceptions. Uh, he was sacked four times today. Uh, they bottled him up a bunch. He, he looked confused and frustrated at other points. Uh, he had a fumble. He had two intentional grounding um, penalties that were, were crucially bad. When he threw and, that interception in the end zone, it looked like he had like seen a ghost. He was yeah. just standing there, just like, what well, people on the podcast, if you, if you don't see the video of this, you can't see what my face is doing, but he was just like, he just had this blank stare on his face. Yep. Like he was just staring into the abyss. It was not good. No. Well, even the second interception, he went over to Ryan Day and he had the Will Smith. Well, what had happened was like, he, <laughs> he didn't know. He just blatantly did not see uh, the guy coming from underneath, I, I think yeah. it was a linebacker. But, like, here's my theory on McCord's performance today. Given that you have limited runway between now and the Michigan game, I think Ryan Day looked at this as an opportunity to say, Wisconsin's a nice team. It's in their house. But I might take – I might loosen the reins just a little bit because Travion's back and because Marvin Harrison Jr. Now you've got a weapon in the backfield plus Marvin Harrison Jr. At any point, you got two weapons. That gives us an incredible margin for error, especially with the defense and the way they've played. And so I think Ryan Day kind of kind of looked at this. And, like, from a play-calling standpoint, there's a little bit more loosey-goosiness in terms of what they – the situations that they put McCord in where like think back to the Penn state game. It was, it, it was clenched fully and Ryan day was clenched the whole game. I thought there was some aggressive play calling there. And again, the end result isn't good for McCord that, that you put him in some more aggressive positions and he turned the ball over so much and made so many, you know, Dodo plays. But I think if you're Ryan day, you almost have to put him in those situations in the less than, you know, stressful matchups yeah. because you got to see if you can, you can, you can kind of push his floor up a little bit for the Michigan game. And I, I, 
I think he was a lot more aggressive with McCord and let McCord be more aggressive because it was Wisconsin and because I think Ryan Day felt comfortable that even if he screwed up, he was going to be able to win. And honestly, yeah, he did. I mean, it was it was it was five crucial plays that in the just in the box score alone that McCord you know biffed up on today. And you still ended up getting, in the end, a 14-point win over Wisconsin on the road. I like that theory. Um, and, and, and to your point, I, I think that um, I, I think he, he does have to understand the situation. Like the, the, the quarterback play they've gotten to this point probably isn't going to be enough to get you past Michigan. And I think recognizing that, I, I could see why he'd probably try to use this game as we called it a, a test in the first segment. I called it maybe like a quiz in the first segment towards the end there. But like, why not in those moments try to do that? But I also think Nick, like to that point, it's a it's a testament to the faith he has a in his defense, but also just b. We talked about how he likes to throw out the my team's physical, my team's tough to my team's tough narrative. It's mm-hmm. a testament to his belief in that team. That even if he knows, hey, my quarterback is going to maybe make some mistakes or isn't the best that we've seen in recent years or has has these flaws in his game and we're going to try to see how far we can push it, that he still trusts they're going to get through that moment on a bigger stage in prime time in a tough road environment and still come out with the win. So I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, I do think, too, like you talk about trying some different things. This felt like the first time in a while. And and maybe it's as simple as, well, Trevion Henderson was healthy and he played, but mm-hmm. it felt like this was the first time in a while that Ohio state had a run game. And yeah. I've kind of felt that if I'd feel better about this team long-term again, I guys, I promise you, I am trying to take now after the Penn state game last week, I am trying to enjoy every single week of the season. You're, and just, you're trying not to eat a shit sandwich again well, every well, week well, of the podcast. That, but I'm also, <laughs> I'm also like, I've had to, I've had to accept that. Okay, I undersold this team, and I was being hyper. I was being emotional as as somebody who obviously likes Ohio State. Like, oh, I, you know, they're gonna probably lose a couple games to prepare myself for the worst. And I have to kind of accept, like, listen. They've proved me wrong at every turn. They've went out and they've won the games. Whether or not they're close or not shouldn't matter. They're winning the games, and that's all we can ask of them. So I've had to kind of come to terms with that. Um, but, like, th- this – if if I have kind of felt throughout the season that if you could get your run game going and the mm-hmm. offensive line could kind of figure some things out and they could get stronger as the year went on and you have this three-headed monsters uh, monster of running backs that could all kind of carry the workload on the offensive end and that takes some of the pressure off McCord – where he only has to make – he can make less plays for you because you know you have that run game to kind of fall back on, then maybe that's what gets you to win that Michigan game or maybe that's what gets you into the college football playoff and then you make a run. Um, And so tonight I think the most encouraging thing for me is the fact that you saw an Ohio State team that could run the football and that gives me hope that maybe something's happening there. Uh, I don't know. It's one game – Maybe not, but but I think that's maybe the most encouraging thing I take away from. Well, and real quick, look back to the thirty-three yard touchdown scamper. Yeah. That is as good as Ohio State has run block. That specific play where they got a hell of a push from the left guard. I believe I think it was either the center or right guard got up into the second level and took on a linebacker. And like that's as pretty as we've seen this year on any individual play. Some of that is Travion Henderson and his ability to 
uh, to put opposing defenses on skates. But I also think some of it is, I, I think, I think having a player like that running behind you gives you more confidence and something that I've pinged back and forth on. And I still don't know if I'm landing exactly where it might land right now in this moment. Like I think, you know, your two biggest concerns right now are just the consistency with uh, Honda McCord. And I have a and, question for you about him, by the way, we'll get to I'll, it. But... Can I wait to get to it? And, and the offensive line and whether they can consistently either pass pro or run block at any point. And tonight made me feel like, well, okay, Travion, I, I, you, you mentioned he got bottled up a, a couple times early. That's fair. He got bottled up a, a couple times late too. But I also felt like, like every time they got him the ball, like even in the first quarter, they threw him that pass and it went for like 30 yards. His first yeah. reception was like 30 yards. Like anytime they were getting in the balls, good things were happening. Well, and I think like tonight's the kind of game where if you had said – all right, which one of these things, McCord's accuracy, consistency, whatever, or the offensive line uh, and, and consistency just across the board, pass pro, run pro. If you'd asked me which one I had felt like was going to to point to that North Star and get to where it needed to be before Michigan, coming into this game, I might have said McCord. And, mm. you know, some of it is how bad he played tonight. And some of it is, I just, I do think like as inconsistent and, you know, Simmons continues to be trouble off the, the left tackle spot. But like, I think you saw enough positive things in the run game that like, you just need to be elite somewhere. You, if, if you're going to have like over the next four weeks, you need to prove to be elite somewhere on offense. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to come outside of the eliteness from Marvin Harrison Jr., Marvin for uh, Maserati Marv for Heisman, by the way, for Christ's sake. Um, I think it, I saw – then they flashed a stat at one point that was like he's the only receiver in school history to have five games of 160 or more yards. Like, that's absurd. I believe there's that's been some, There's been some good receivers at Ohio State, too. Like, just like, a few. Yeah, just a like, few. But I do think, like, tonight's the kind of game where now I'm leaning that the that the, that the the run blocking specifically has a chance to unlock – or rather, mm-hmm. Travion Henderson has a chance to help unlock the potential of the run block. And if that happens, that does that does bring your ceiling and your floor up a little bit. Well, okay, so forward. this was this – was, you, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit because that was going to lead into my question, which is – uh, basically that like do you have more faith at this point you have three games to go before michigan four games in total do you have more faith that over the course of the next month when we get to that michigan game thanksgiving weekend that kyle mccord is gonna take a leap and maybe get you to a point where you're like all right the quarterback play is more stable and maybe that's a, that's gonna help us get over that that michigan hurdle or that this run game can kind of get going and that can be their identity on offense. And then maybe that's the thing, which one do you kind of have more faith in at this point? Um, I just haven't seen enough from McCord. I just haven't I mean, in terms of growth and I'm sure there's subtle things there, but the accuracy still is that touch is still a yeah. significant problem in games for him to throw their way to victory. And, you know, like, I, listen, I think the next couple games before you get to Michigan are going to be more of the Ryan Day theory of, well, let's go ahead and let him kind of cut loose and see if we can build confidence and maybe, you know, unlock something there. But like at the same point, it might look better because you're not going to be playing as many great defenses. But I just think at this point, this is who he is. And I think I think his improvement could come from year one to two, assuming that he's back next year as the the full-fledged starter. But, like, 
I, I think it's got to be the run game. I think, and, and, and it's simply because Travion Henderson is an NFL running back. Um, and I, I just think that he just takes so much pressure. It's like Nick Chubb in Cleveland, a running back that great. Now, in his case, he's elite as a pass catcher and elite, you know, uh, you know, coming out of the backfield, running the ball. But like, I just think a, a running back that is that elite at this level can help take pressure off the offensive line where they don't feel like it's the, they, you know, where they got to get every yard for the back. And then all of a sudden, I think it makes train him better. I think it makes all the running backs behind him better. So that that's got to be their identity. I, I What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I tend to lean the same way. I, I think with McCord, I'm just I remember when what was CJ Stroud, right? He played in the, the Minnesota game his, his first year when he was starting. And, like, you walked out of that game and it was kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like, there were some good moments and there were some bad moments. And we all kind of chalked it up to, well, hey, first time starting at the college level for this kid, like, let's give him some time. And then by the end of year two, yeah, there was the two blemishes of you hadn't beaten Michigan, of course. But, I mean, there was debates about whether or not he was the best quarterback in Ohio State history with just the numbers he was putting up and the touch on his passes. And, obviously, he's taken – he's off in the NFL now, and he's he's probably having the best rookie season of any of the rookie quarterbacks right now. So, you don't usually see a lot of quarterbacks come out of Ohio State with that pro style to them, and he's, he's shown that. So, it kind of took us time to see Stroud take that, that next step and sort of figure it out. But the difference is, like – midway through his first year you were seeing the progress kind of being made and at this point with McCord we're now in the final like quarter of the season here going into the final quarter of the season and we still find ourselves waffling week to week on what he is how good he is how good he can be sometimes there's really nice throws the touchdown pass that he kind of just plopped in over top to Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, that was a great throw. That was that was really nice. It's a better was, catch. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was a better catch. But, yeah, there's there's moments where you see him drop some in, and you're like, okay. The the Notre Dame game, the throw he made to, to Marvin Harrison, where Marvin Harrison had to leap out and kind of catch it. He also had that dart to Abuka that got him down into the, down to the goal line before they obviously scored the touchdown there. Like, he has some nice throws. Where you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, like there's something there. And then – he has like for every one or two good throws like that, he has like five throws that you're just like, what the hell is going on here? And so yeah. I, I I have no confidence at this point. And I think Travion Henderson is a more established talent at this level where you know what you're getting from him. I think you're right. Like he gives the offensive line confidence because they know he's going to make them look good. And I, I'm, I'm putting my faith in that being the thing that as the season continues here, these next three games leading into the Michigan game, that's the thing that kind of lifts them to a point where we'll get to our Michigan panic meter coming up. But that makes me, when we get to the Michigan game, going into that game, where I'm more in like the white or the light gray versus being in the light scarlet or scarlet area. Because I think that Ohio State actually has something they can bring to the table to throw at Michigan and, and have a chance. So I think, and I actually wrote down this note about, uh, it was actually after a nice play and then a bad play by Kyle in the third quarter <laughs> that he's like this, it's this unholy Trinity of not mobile, like at all, um, panicky under pressure unholy Trinity. I love this <laughs> and not incredibly accurate. So like the, like with just any quarterback, 
Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the thing that you can fall back on? Well, he's kind of a one read and, and book it kind of guy. He's not, you know, like he, I, I think he, I think he's getting better at reading the defense, but he's still, I think, very simplistic in his reads. When he does have to tuck it, you, like it's pretty much going to be a sack or an intentional grounding. And then like, you know, like getting back to that touch thing, like that's, and I've, I've asked, you know, we've had on our show afternoon drive with myself and Dustin Fox, cheap plug. We've, we've had several quarterbacks on and I'm like, okay, walk, walk me through this touch thing. Because that to me is the thing like yeah. that you can't teach. You can't like, I, I'm, I'm sure you can get it more crisp, but like you add to it any sort of processing issues. And now you're like, well, okay, so he's a little slow, holds onto the ball too long, not mobile. And then you're just, you just know, like, and what's crazy about it is, man, he'll make three or four throws a game that are as pretty as anybody. I mean, they're not Mahomesian, but I'm saying, like, you mentioned the Marvin Harrison. Like, I'd love to give him credit for what a great throw that was. It just happened to be a better catch. I mean, it was maybe his oh, best throw of the night. And but he's like, one of the best receiver in football. So even cool. some of the throws, I'm trying to think. He had Tate across the middle in the Penn State game, just a bullet right into his hands, into like yeah. a, you know, a, a window of about a foot or two. But, man. You you get you 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 circle back to the unholy trinity of <laughs> what McCord just can't do right now, and you ask yourself, well, can that get better? You know, or how much better can well, it can, get? Can, can that get better even in like another year? Yeah, that's the thing is people are like, oh, he's going to be the starter next year, and he'll be better. And it's like I don't even know if it's going to get better by next year, and that's going to be a question I have to ask to answer down the line. We're obviously focused right now on the now, but just, I mean, and, and again, to go back to the CJ Stroud example, like. You mentioned there's some throws with McCord where you're like, oh, holy smokes, like there's something there. We said that same thing with C.J. Stroud, but the difference, Nick, is that with C.J. Stroud it was, okay, there's a couple good throws in these first couple games. Mm -hmm. But then those couple good throws became the majority of the throws. Like the majority of his throws became those throws, and then we were like, okay, this kid's legit. With, with McCord, like I said, we're entering the final quarter of the season – and we're still waiting for that to happen consistently. So I, well, again, I, I just have no faith. I, this, if this team's going to have any chance of doing anything in the playoff, doing anything against Michigan, it's going to have to ride the coattails of their defense. And hopefully, this run game that starts to emerge after this game is serving as a spark for them. Um, and I, ha I have, I have hopes for that. And hopefully, the and, and the biggest part of that, the biggest thing that can derail that, of course, is Trevion Henderson not staying healthy. Here's another thing, uh, how Stroud was different. And, and the knock on Stroud early in his career and even late into last year was, well, he's not mobile. And what we saw against Georgia is he is mobile. They just don't move Ryan him around. Day, Ryan Day saved the, the yeah. CJ Stroud run package for the playoff. He's yeah. like, we're not using that until we get to the playoff, guys. Sorry. So, and <laughs> we never really had to see how mobile CJ was because he had a, a really good offensive line most of his time there. So now you've got a guy in like Kyle, you just see he's literally not mobile. This isn't CJ Stroud of like, it's a game of, of peekaboo. I almost let the tiger out of the cage there. It's not, it's not a game of peekaboo. Dude, dude is not mobile. And he happens to play behind an offensive line that is just this side of dog shit. So like, well, okay, that's not fair. That's white, really not wait, fair. White dog shit? Like, I, like or just I'm regular gonna, dog I'm going to make him... <laughs> I'm going to make him eat the, the dog shit. No, um, <laughs> it's lick, by the way. Lick, yeah, but, it's lick the dog shit. Man, I just, 
he is, and here's the thing, he's battling. So, like, it's, I, I keep trying to remind myself, first year as a starter, you just never know. Like, it, it, I this is a lazy comparison to me because it's the anomaly, but you can make the comparison of Joe Burrow year one in LSU to year two at LSU. Now, Joe, again, was not the most mobile guy, but oh, actually man. can move and make plays on the run. Kyle, you saw the play on the run where he's running. What was it? A rollout. And he, that's the interception, the first interception on the sideline where he just tried to fit it into a window, the size of a, I don't know, my double chin. Like it just he, was he not. Basically, he basically did the uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Somewhere over there. Let's just. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, and, and real quick before, cause we, we've spent so much time here talking about Kyle. I, I think we're re- getting really close to having the, the Marvin Harrison uh, junior for Heisman uh, conversation mm-hmm. because Caleb Williams has taken a step back. Penix took a step back. Like all, all Marvin Harrison junior really needs is JJ McCarthy to have a real ass game against Ohio state or Penn state. And I think Marvin could take the lead. I still think that's, I think that's become such a quarterback award. It's damn near impossible, but I think Marvin has well, Smith did it a couple of years, a couple of years ago. Well, and I think that was a year where you look at the quarterback play and the perception, not the reality, the perception was <laughs> the quarterbacks weren't having good enough years. I still yeah. think Caleb Williams is pretty damn good. I think Penix is a lead, yeah. but and McCarthy is, is clearly the best quarterback in college football along with Drake may right now. However, I think I think you know Drake May's got the bad loss on his resume. Now I think you go to JJ McCarthy if he has one bad game. Sig- yeah. Seriously, I think I I listen. You know I'm a Fanduel guy. I don't hate the idea of taking the uh, the long odds and throw some Harrison money, Jr. throw some money on Marvin yep. 